The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us for our post-midterm election day breakdown is Michael Cohen, author of the book Revenge, How Donald Trump Weaponized the Department of Justice Against His Critics. Also, the host of the podcast, Mea Culpa with Michael Cohen. Thank you so much for being here this morning. How are you feeling? Good Happy morning, day Zelina. after How election day. Well, <laughs> I, I I did an experiment. I didn't watch cable news at all. I just like tried it. Um, and then I just read the results this morning. You know, I got up in the dark and and read the results. And just while you're while well, you're a masochist, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it sounds more stressful than it actually was like not just deciding not to check meant that I just didn't check I just didn't I was like I'm gonna all just hit it'll hit me in the morning but I'm just gonna just dive in when I'm ready and mentally prepared for it and as I've been unpacking all of this throughout the course of this morning's show you know it's a mixed bag we still don't know who's going to have the majority in Congress in either of the chambers but you know from your perspective you know how are you feeling about the results of the elections well, uh, unlike you, I'm a little tired. I actually did not go to sleep last night. I was watching it all, you know, waiting every few minutes when, you know, they would say, oh, and we're going to call it in seven minutes. Like, all right, seven <laughs> minutes, then I can go to bed. And then it became another seven minutes. So look, let me tell you what it ultimately tells all of us, right? What it tells us is that democracy was on the line. I've been saying this on not only your show, on all the cable news shows, democracy was on the line. And the way that I'm reading this, as a country, we've now won out. I'll tell you what it shows as far as I'm concerned. Um, Donald Trump and his deniers lost last night. And they lost some pretty key states, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. You know, these are extremely important states. Now, you're right. We don't know whether or not the House will end up flipping or you know, whether the Senate will end up flipping. I don't see it. I'm obviously hoping not. This one state of Georgia really perplexes me that people could actually vote for someone like Herschel Walker, um, who to me is just a deficient human being in every aspect. But one of the things that I've been calling out on my, on my podcast, and I've had a dozen uh, young Gen Zers uh, as you know, as guests on Mea Culpa, is that there was a massive turnout yes. by Gen Z, by young people. And to those who are listening this morning, most of the time they don't get up at seven o'clock in the morning, but those who do, thank you. Because this is your country. This is your future. This is your democracy that was at stake. You know, old people like me, right? We've already, you know, <laughs> we've already seen enough 
it's it's really for the young people that I'm most concerned about uh, as far as the future of this country. And they showed up and they showed up in record breaking numbers. And all I can say is, you know, thanks to them, we are right now where we are. And thanks to them, fools like Kevin McCarthy, right, who jumped up the day before and he's telling all the supporters, when you wake up tomorrow, we will be in the majority. Listen, you putts and a half, all right? That's not what's going to happen. You're not going to be the speaker. You're an asshole. And as far as I'm concerned, right, you shouldn't even be in Washington. That's my opinion. So many of these people shouldn't even be in Washington. In a lot of ways, I feel like the the tone from Kevin McCarthy definitely shifted versus before versus after the election results started coming in. I mean, he was he was talking big, like we're going to impeach Biden, and now he's like, well, we'll see. I'm feeling very anxious, so I don't know how it's going to end up, but I do think that all of the metrics and all the data and predictions. Um, we're predicting a red wave. And as you've just explained, and we've been talking about all morning, it just didn't, it didn't manifest. It just did not happen. No. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons why. I think there's a lot of reasons why. I think, I think the Dobbs decision is a reason why. I think Donald Trump is a reason why. I think climate change is a reason why. I think gun safety is a reason why. Maxwell Frost winning after being an, an activist in March for Our Lives, that you know, all of these issues um, are factors in what results came out. Um, but how do you? I want to. I want to sort of dive into the Trump factor because you know, ele- some election denying candidates were successful, but a lot were not. A lot of these most like the Trump light, they did not prevail. Some of them did, but a lot of them did not. Well, look, Zelina, so two things. One, if I had to compare what happened to Kevin McCarthy, it would be like getting a groin strike in an MMA match, <laughs> all right? The guy, the guy went down, and he's down for at least the five-minute count. That's for sure. But as it relates to Donald, let me tell you what it's showing, something that every time I've been on, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, or any of the other shows, one of the things I keep trying to tell you is that Trump, his popularity numbers are at an all-time low, Mm. all-time low. And the fact that you have now, you know, Ron DeSantis as an example, because I was watching that, um, you know, those numbers with very specific intent. Ron DeSantis is more popular by 20 points in the state of Florida than Donald is, which is now his Mm -hmm. new home, right? That's supposed to be Trump country. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Alabama and a couple of other, you know, these sort of Southern white Christian coalition states, you know, he won by, you know, significant numbers. But even those significant numbers were less than what Trump won in 2020 Mm -hmm. in those. So what it's showing is that Donald is not needed by the Republican Party. Donald is not even wanted by the Republican Party. If, if in fact, Donald runs, and I've been saying this over and over and over again, and I'm so happy that it's, again, coming true, he cannot win a general election statistically right now. He cannot. And I don't believe that it's going to get better for him. It's only going to get worse as Tish James and and Georgia and all of these other lawsuits are uh, the 
uh, E. Jean Carroll, and all of this stuff starts coming out. It's just going to hurt his chances more and more. And there is no doubt in my mind that DeSantis is running. Mm -hmm. And based upon every metric that's out there, he would beat Donald in a primary tomorrow. And that's got to be deflating to, you know, the Mandarin Mussolini, the diaper Don's ego. I mean, it, it's a really, really important point that you make that they don't need Donald Trump. And I don't think they've realized that yet. I think that you're right. I think that that's what's happening. Um, they, the base of the Republican Party, they love Donald Trump. But they're going to vote for Ron DeSantis. It's not like they're going to come out and vote for Joe Biden. They may, some of them may stay home, but most of them, most of them will come out and vote for Ron DeSantis. They, they, they love Trump, sure, but I don't think the party needs him to keep the base. And that is the analysis I don't think that they have fully processed yet. Maybe these results will help them understand that, like come around to that reality. But I Look, think I that think you that, are Zelina, right. Zelina, I think that they've understood it all along. The problem is they're all a bunch of hazards, right? They're a bunch of pigs. Uh, and it's all about the money. One thing for certain is that Trump has captured, he's captured the stupid. These are stupid people that part with their money that they need to live to give it to a so-called billionaire who's key, who continuously floats the idea of running, of being the power player. He'll still maintain some role in the Republican Party, but under no circumstance is he going to be the party. This whole concept of, like, the dumbest of all the kids, Eric, uh, you know, Trump, turning around and saying, there is no more Republican Party. It is now the Trump party. That's just not true. And last night was a perfect example to show just how blustering, you know, how blusteringly stupid Eric's comment was. There is no Trump party. It is the Republican Party. And Donald is not even wanted. That's the way I see it. In terms of those legal cases, I mean, you mentioned the Tish James um, civil case um, and against the organization. Then you also have um, Fannie Willis down in Georgia with a special grand jury. That's a criminal case. Um, you also have the documents case and the larger Jan 6 case. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in any of these cases, but it feels like today would be a good day to start talking about it since we're through the midterm election and Donald Trump hasn't announced his presidency yet, presidential campaign for 2024. Like, should we be waiting for an indictment? <laughs> yes. Like that's the next phase here, isn't it? Zelina, I said on Nicole Wallace a few days ago, if I was Merrick Garland and I implored Joe Biden to fire Merrick Garland and put me in immediately, I'd be like the designated <laughs> hitter. I would, as of today, especially knowing where the numbers are, I would file the indictment today against mm. Donald for for the um for the Mar-a-Lardo raid and for all of the documents. I don't see, to be honest with you, and disappointed, um, I don't see much coming out of the January 6th hearings other than the fact that it is a historical document, very much like the Mueller report, that 
these young people will be studying for generations to come, but I don't see indictments coming out of it. I do just want to say this to you, Zolina, because it, it refers back towards to my book, and I really do implore people to read it, and I'm going to tell you why. In there was, there's a, um, a vote cast, up, a poll, that shows like six out of ten people were angry um, about the reversal of um, Roe versus Wade, and they're concerned about the future of democracy. One of the things that I do in this book, Revenge, is I outline, I map it out for the reader, the problems that this country has that are, that are latent. People don't know about it because we've never had a president like a Donald Trump mm -hmm. who went mm -hmm. ahead, weaponized the Justice Department to go against his critics. And with all due respect to you, Zerlina, you're probably on his enemies list as well. The reason I bring that up is because Ron DeSantis is no better. Mm. That's the whole problem. I always refer to him as Donald Trump 2.0. What this does is this book revenge shows you what the signs are when you have an autocratic, fascist, monarchical type of an individual who truly doesn't want to be president of the United States, but rather wants to be an autocrat or the demagogue. That's the problem. And that's what we all need to open up our eyes to. Because once we lose a right, like what happened with Roe, you're not getting it back. Mm -hmm. All right. It took us a long time to get to where we are. And this one, this loser, right, this this bronzed faced loser went ahead and he reversed so much good that we've managed to to do and to and to, to make America what we are. He's brought us back at least five decades. It's a really important point about how losing these rights um it takes a very very long time to get them back and i think you know i, I i'm not as pessimistic in terms of you know it, stuff never coming back but i do think that that's why you can never get complacent that's why you know going into yesterday's last day to vote on the midterm election day november 8th um you know it was clear that complacency was something that Democrats were afraid of. They were afraid people would, would get complacent from, you know, since 2020. Um, but it, it turns out that that wasn't the case. Um, the other thing that you said that I think is interesting is about the Jan 6 hearings. And I think that the break for the month and then the fact that there was a whole other case with the search of Mar-a-Lago in the documents case, I feel like that took a lot of this, the, the wind out of the sails of the January 6th committee. But I'm still wondering, and, and I've been following um, at least like, you Zerlina, know, day -day, there's the always, Oath Keeper's Zerlina, trial. Yeah, Zerlina, there's always a case with Donald. That's the one thing that I, I have been struggling with since the raid on my home, my, um, my hotel and my law office. Every single day, Captain Chaos does something. So therefore, the press, the media, nobody's able to actually cover it to fruition simply because tomorrow, who knows, it's, it, it's almost like the way Howard Stern used to be, right? Where it's like people didn't listen to him because they liked it. They were just curious what he's going to say next. We're all sitting on pins and needles waiting for the next Donald Trump bomb to drop right or for somebody to react to it but you can't there is no time to react because just as soon as you're dealing as you said with the january 6th insurrection and the 
act and the hearings, all of a sudden you have the Mar-a-Lago raid. Right. Then you don't have just one, you have a second. Then you find out that it's top secret information. <laughs> and then you find out who the top secret information is. Every day it's breaking news, breaking news. Thank God that they created that banner for television because it's used. I would like to own a piece of that thing. Right. I mean, it's whoever created Could that, you... whoever has stock in that is rich. My God. <laughs> it, it, beyond rich because everything every time this this moron opens up his mouth and says something it becomes breaking news because it's either racist sexist misogynistic xenophobic homophobic islamophobic anti-semitic every time something happens with this guy it becomes breaking news because it's worse than what he did before and it's hard to believe Right. I keep saying the the winner in this entire case is going to be, and thank God for her. And I I hope she and I hope she becomes our next governor down the road. Tish James. This is a bold, bold individual who took the step that others did not want to do. She filed the lawsuit against him. She is going to take apart his company, which rightfully so she has the goods to do that mm -hmm. and hopefully that will spark others to you know get a hold of themselves to grab their cojones right and go after him for his illegal for his illegal actions it's an important point um and i think that you know all the analysis is we're going to continue doing this in the coming days and weeks um but it, it's fascinating um to see all of this shake out. Michael Cohen, do we have one more minute? Can I have one more question? We should, you could have as much time as I've been up all night long. I'm on. We okay, have more, one more minute. One more minute. So when are we getting an indictment? Any predictions on that? An, an indictment on which Timing. Case? Well, I feel like I don't know which one's going to go first. We'll see if Fannie Willis goes first, but it might be the documents case. Like, I'm not sure. What yeah, if think? anything, I, I believe it's going to be uh, the indictment of the Mar-a-Lago, I think finally something has to come out of that. That's that's my thought. But then again, we also don't forget we have the New York District Attorney case against the Trump organization that Alan Weisselberg, the CFO, has to testify. I don't know if you heard about this one, but it got delayed because um, Jeff McConney, the assistant controller, had COVID. <laughs> Every time he was coughing, he was coughing in the face of the judge. So the judge, you know, called the day quits and they started up again, I believe, um, yesterday. Uh, my belief is that that, too, is going to cause a potential indictment against the CEO, president of the Trump organization, Donald himself. But again, thank goodness for Tish James, because that should give people the impetus to now Go ahead and Merrick Garland, if you're listening, file the indictment today. Everything is on your side. Momentum is on your side. There was no red wave as everybody was predicting. I was mm -hmm. predicting a bigger, even blue wave than what we got. And I'll tell you, I'm not disappointed with the way that the Democrats have fared. And I will tell you where I am disappointed. I don't believe that the success the Democrats are having is because of the Democratic Party. I believe it's because of the mistakes the Republicans have made, including the Dobbs decision, including some of the mm -hmm. uh, election deniers. That's where I think that Democrats picked up um, momentum and steam, not based upon something that we do not do well. And that's message. It's something I've been 
trying to right. reach out to, um, you know, Jamie Harrison. Right. Greg no, no, no. On. And we'll continue. We'll continue to have these conversations, Michael. We have to uh, end it there because we have to take a break. We're going to get cut off by the radio. Michael Cohen, host of the Mayor Culpa podcast, author of Revenge. Pick up that book. Thank you so much for being here. Please stay Always safe. Always good speaking to you. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.